Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine the knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. In this week's podcast, we'll be talking about an intellectual property rights issue, acquiescence, and how to be vigilant and not blindsided. In these times of globalization, it has become increasingly common for infringers to devise similar or identical trademarks to ride upon the goodwill and reputation which has been painstakingly built by registered proprietors. While the most common remedy available towards such unauthorized use before a court of law is by way of instituting an infringement and or passing off action, it is important to bear in mind the limits and extent of the rights of registered proprietor. A registered proprietor of a trademark is required to remain cautious with respect to misuse of his or her trademark by others, failing which the registered proprietor may be disentitled from taking any legal action against the alleged offenders. Such disentitlement, referred to as acquiescence, therefore, is a concept that every trademark owner must know and understand. Acquiescence has been defined under Section 33 of the Trademarks Act of 1999 as follows. Subsection 1 states, Where the proprietor of an earlier trademark has acquiesced for a continuous period of five years in the use of a registered trademark, being aware of that use, he shall no longer be entitled on the basis of that earlier trademark to a apply for a declaration that the registration of the later trademark is invalid or b to oppose the use of the later trademark in relation to the goods or services in relation to which it has been so used unless the registration of the later trademark was not applied in good faith subsection 2 says where subsection 1 applies, the proprietor of the later trademark is not entitled to oppose the use of the earlier trademark or, as the case may be, the exploitation of the earlier right, notwithstanding that the earlier trademark may no longer be invoked against his later trademark. Interpreting the aforesaid provision, it may be ascertained that the proprietor of an earlier trademark is automatically disentitled from restraining any other user from the use and registration of a later trademark similar to the earlier trademark if the proprietor of the earlier trademark fails to take any action against the other user for using the earlier trademark for a continuous period of five years, despite being aware of such use by the other user. However, the proprietor of the earlier trademark may be entitled to challenge the use of the later trademark if the later trademark has not been applied in good faith. If the proprietor of the earlier trademark is able to prove that the later trademark has been adopted in bad faith to trade upon the goodwill and reputation associated with the earlier trademark, then 
the defense of acquiescence will not be available to the proprietor of the later trademark. However, if the proprietor of the later trademark takes the defense of acquiescence, then the proprietor of the later trademark is also barred under this provision to challenge the use of the earlier trademark. Now, where does the burden of proof lie? It is well settled that when a suit of infringement and or passing off action is instituted before a court of law, the burden of proof towards availing the defense of acquiescence lies on the defendant. In addition, the defendant may also be required to prove that the adoption and use of the later trademark has been made in good faith and the defendant had no intention to ride upon the goodwill and reputation associated with the earlier trademark. Next, we'll be discussing some precedents from the courts of law in India in relation to acquiescence. Firstly, the Supreme Court of India in the case of Power Control Appliances versus Sumit Machines Private Limited observed that acquiescence is sitting by when another is invading the rights and spending money on it. It is a course of conduct inconsistent with the claim for exclusive rights in a trademark, trade name, etc. It implies positive acts, not merely silence or inaction such as is involved in latches. Further, the Supreme Court in the case of Ramdev Food Products Private Limited versus Arvind Bhai, Ram Bhai Patel and others observed that acquiescence is a facet of delay. The principle of acquiescence would apply where 1. Sitting by or allowing another to invade the rights and spending money on it and 2. It is a course of conduct inconsistent with the claim of exclusive rights for trademark, trade name, etc. The Supreme Court thus clarified that acquiescence is a form of delay where the proprietor of an earlier trademark allows the proprietor of the later mark to build its mark over the course of time by spending money, time and effort without exerting its exclusive rights associated with it and such conduct could also be implied by positive acts. The High Court of Delhi in the case of Hindustan Pencils Private Limited versus India Stationery Products observed that there should be a tacit or an express assent by the plaintiff to the defendants using the mark and in a way encouraging the defendants to continue with the business. In such a case, the infringer acts upon an honest mistaken belief that he is not infringing the trademark of the plaintiff and if, after a period of time, when the infringer has established the business reputation, the plaintiff turns around and brings an action for injunction, the defendant would be entitled to raise the defense of acquiescence. The High Court thus clarified that acquiescence is caused by the proprietor of earlier trademark when it has encouraged the proprietor of the later trademark to continue with its business. This leads the proprietor of the later mark to believe that it is not encroaching upon the rights of the proprietor of an earlier trademark. However, if over a period of time when the proprietor of the later mark has established a name and business for itself and later the proprietor of the earlier trademark institutes an action for injunction before a court of law, then the proprietor of the later mark is well entitled to raise the defense of acquiescence. The Delhi High Court in the case of Jolan Inc. versus Doctor and Company observed 
that in trademark cases, the plea of acquiescence is therefore available only if the defendant succeeds in proving that the plaintiff has been not only standing by but also turning a blind eye for a substantial period. If the defendant succeeds in proving the aforesaid conduct of the plaintiff, then the plaintiff cannot be allowed to trample upon and crush the business or the trade set up by the defendant. The High Court emphasized that in order to raise the defense of acquiescence before a court of law, the proprietor of the later mark would necessarily be required to show that the proprietor of the earlier trademark has not taken any action or expressed discontent over a substantial period of time. In conclusion, one can say that the law relating to acquiescence thus serves to safeguard and protect the rights of a trademark user who has invested time, money and effort in developing a business and a brand in good faith and without the knowledge that the mark is similar to that of an earlier registered mark. The law thus prevents the later user from any injustice that may be caused upon the user by taking away the proprietary rights in the trademark being used for more than five years. The law requires the registered proprietors to be vigilant towards the misuse of their registered trademark and to timely take action against such misuse or attempts to register a similar mark. It is to be kept in mind that where the intention towards the adoption and use of the trademark by the later user is genuine and made in good faith, the use of such trademark by the later user cannot be restrained by the registered proprietor. Further, while the later user is safe from any action by the registered proprietor, the proprietor of later mark is itself barred from restricting the use of the earlier trademark. This is the end of the second part of this series of this discussion. Thank you for taking the time for listening to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast at lakshmi3.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about. Do check out our website www.lakshmi3.com which is being linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with relevant legal updates. We hope you'll join us next week.